Welcome to another episode of the Women in Gridiron show. Tonight is a big, big one. We have so much to talk about in Gridiron West and Gridiron New South Wales. So let's jump straight into it. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Tonight, I have Marie and Lou from GW and over in Gridiron New South Wales, I have Danny and special guest from the NFL show on the Mojo Network, Alex Barker. Welcome, Alex. Thank you for having me, guys. Pleasure to be on. I've got no Chrissy tonight, but we still have plenty to talk about. So let's start off in Gridiron West with some good news. Lou, you guys got up on the weekend. How was the game? It was the most physical game I have played in a long time. It was, it was awesome. It was really good football. Like if you were watching and Marie was watching it, it felt like it was a finals game. Like the intensity was hectic. Um, I may have to go get my hand checked out because I may have broken my hand. I have a bruise on the, on my back which is blue and purple because my girdle fell down and I got smashed with a helmet in my back there were people in the trenches falling over left right and center it was epic it was such a good game and Broncos they're a completely different team like their culture has completely changed and positive as well it, like the end of the game was awesome. The whole game was awesome and I I enjoyed it. I actually loved playing the Broncos and I'll be honest, they haven't been anyone's favourite in previous years um, to play, but massive shift, massive culture shift and it was amazing to see. And we were all chatting and laughing at the end when we were um, doing our 50-yard um, thanks Good work. Good on you. Um, everyone was smiling. It was so good. Oh, you love to hear it. You love to hear that. And I mean, in terms of the culture shift, it's really good when other teams in the league start to recognize that, you know, things have improved and things aren't the same as they used to be and, and things start to change from a league level. So that's really, really good. Marie, you scoped out the uh, was it Saints Valkyries. Saints Valkyries. No, game. I, did the, no, I did the Broncos and Wolverines, but I have information. Oh, inside yeah. information on the other one Excellent. but can I just second what Lou said about the Broncos game I mean it was it was really fun to watch and I sat on the Broncos sideline because I didn't want the sun in my eyes as a fan um, and I was able to experience that firsthand I mean they celebrated every teeny tiny little good thing that happened that anybody did they were celebrating and making comments about it and at the end of the game they, their mood was up. The vibe was up. Um, regardless of the score, they were all really positive and chatting with a couple of the Broncos girls, um, Jazz and Zoe at the end of the game, they were just saying that this week felt more than before. Like they had gelled with the Titans and the Broncos coming together. Everyone was feeling that positivity out the window. And they also commented about, I guess you guys on the uh, Wolverines have a rookie maybe 38 who had to go in at the end of the game and on d-line 
and was a little bit confused, they thought, and so they, they were helping out the opposition player, like, this is where you stand, kind of do this, and, and like, noticed that they kind of needed a little support, and were giving it, and that's not what would have happened in the Broncos of old, no way, they would have noticed that, and then smashed that person beyond, beyond recognition, probably, but it was, it was great. Lou, you had some amazingly beautiful passes that got dropped. Um, I think the score would have been higher. Your passing was beautiful, just on point. And um, a few struggles with people not knowing the plays on play action things and um, stuff like that. But the Broncos, they brought it early and they capitalized. Um, Their quarterback delivered a beautiful pass. Um, with the defender like basically on top of them and she still caught it in the end zone I think it was for a conversion or was that the touchdown I don't remember but it was it was no, really the, the touchdown was the one and only Struth going outside we didn't get outside contain so she pretty much ran the whole field and we keep screaming outside contain outside contain um, but even I'm going to call Struth twinkle toes, even if you try and get to her and you go to push her on the sideline, one of our players went to do that. She almost stayed in as well. Um, and we're like, you can't just push her. Um, like you've got to hit her. And I hit her because that was one of my picks and I hate throwing picks. So I was like, I've got to get Struth and I know how hard she hits. So I'm going to try and nail her. I nailed her so hard that I think I broke my hand and I winded myself. You know, I, I love that. And because as, as a quarterback, when you throw an interception, it is your responsibility to make sure that that does not go back for six. Uh, so I love that. And, I, and I, also the play where you make a tackle so hard that you hurt yourself. Love it. Marie. Tell me about the yeah. St. Valkyrie's game. It was a bit of a yeah, blowout, so but how did the game go? It was a blowout, but the um, Valkyrie's quarterback showed up to the game really sick, and the coach had to make that gut-wrenching decision to not let them play, and they had to actually pull a D-line person off to play quarterback because their backup quarterback was also hurt and couldn't play. So that was a really poor start, and I think that it must have been in the heads of the Valkyries, and that's why the score blew out 40 points in the first half. In the second half, the Valkyries did better, um, holding them to 14 points in the second half. The Saints said they had a lot of fun. They love playing the Valkyries because they're full of camaraderie and positivity, and even though they were down to 12 players, you know, they they just kept playing with all the heart that they could muster. Um, there was one sack by Caitlin, who I think is joining us next week from the Valkyries. And she was really excited that she got a sack. Um, Casey, obviously, for the Saints was a standout. But Sally was also able to share the ball around and to hit those scores, whether it was a run or a pass and different people were used, not always just Casey. So it sounds like it was a really good game. And I wish I could be in two places at the same time. But yeah, it was sounded like it was great. While we're talking about the Valkyries, Marie, I know we, we have to bring this up because, you know, the announcement did come out from Gridiron West uh, the other day. The shades are on, shades are on to hide the eyes, to hide the crying eyes. But we do have to announce that the Claremont Jets over in Gridiron West will be folding for the rest of the season, which means that there looks to be a bit of a Jets booster pack heading over to the Valkyries. Marie, tell us about that. Yeah, I'm hiding my eyes because I've been crying for four days and um, then I woke up today and I went, how stupid that I'm crying over a first world problem. It's football. Um, it's much more important what the women in Iran 
are doing than a football team closing. So I've got that renewed fire in my belly. We're going to be okay. Everything's going to be fine. We think about five players are going to the Valkyries. Two have said they're going to go to the Saints. There might be a couple going to the Vipers. Everyone in the league has been so friendly and welcoming, even like the Broncos and the Wolverines who don't need extra players have said that they've met and said that they would love to have any of us that are willing to play. We started the season with 21. We were down to 11 for the last two weeks. And it just, the coach made the decision after lots of arguing with me and others um, to just call it quits because there hasn't been enough recruitment on the part of, in my opinion, the club or the league. Um, Injuries have happened. People have lost interest. We had fly in, fly out players that quit. And obviously 21, which was what we had for our first game, just disappeared into thin air. And out of those 11 that finished on Thursday, eight are moving forward. So yeah, I think our, our mission now is to not make sure that GW continues to drop women out of this league that we have to, we can't, I mean, we had seven, we're down to five. And of those five, three are struggling for numbers. So some major um, things are going to have to shift and have to be done in this league, or we're going to end up with two teams just bashing it out. And that's, everyone knows what that feels like. And it's not ideal. No, exactly. I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to realize that I mean, I've been in that position and Danny as well, you know, we were talking pre-season that, you know, we were at a point where you go, are we just going to have to call it quits? Because it's just, it's just not happening. Uh, Like you said, you know, you start out with big numbers and then I like to call it the, uh, the law of diminishing returns, whereby you invite 60 people to a party, you expect 30, but in reality, you only get eight or nine. And I think that that's the way that recruitment works with women's football, the law of diminishing returns, quote me on it. but yeah, I mean, and, and I, what I love about the fact is that your league and our league have seen what's happened in Queensland and we've gone, you know what, we can't let another league fail because it's it's been done in Victoria, in, in Queensland as well. So I, I really think that now is the time where everybody needs to start being more cohesive as a league uh, and, and understanding that these girls need a place to play and two teams playing 11 aside is not going to keep anybody engaged. Lou, got a question or a comment? I do, yes. I want Marie to give us the goss as to who's going where and where's Marie going. I haven't decided, to be honest, it's probably going to be either the Valkyries or the Vipers. I'm torn. Um, Everywhere that I go is going to be a trek for me. So that doesn't really come into the factor. Um, I'm not going to say who's going where until the end of this week. Stay tuned. Disappointing. Stay tuned, stay tuned. <laughs> I, I don't reveal other people's um, news unless I've been given permission. And I didn't actually check into that. I should have actually. But All right. no, I didn't. And I think with the booster pack this week against the Broncos, um, Valkyries probably will feel energized. And hopefully, you know, they're already a very positive team. They're a well-coached team. So maybe just getting a little extra traction with numbers may help you know, boost them up a little bit. Um, Saints will have a couple. Vipers will have a couple. Um, and yeah, I think it, it could be interesting. I think if the Valkyries get some experienced girls as well, that will really help them out too. 
All right, guys, let's let's break down this Broncos v Valkyries match. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> Lou, what's your thought, thoughts on this one? Obviously, the Jets booster pack, um, you know, I think any any help with numbers is a help. Uh, so regardless of where you're at in the season, regardless of where you're at with the team, extra numbers is always helpful. But uh, in terms of them coming up against the Broncos, given what you faced last week, Lou, what's your thought about how the Valkyries are going to go and what are they going to have to um, manage to get a win? Look, I, to be honest, um, and even with their booster pack, they still haven't played together yet. Um, so it's going to be a feel, feel for each other. Um, but what they should do is they should actually play their players um, one side. So we know Struth can play both ways. We know Jilly can play both ways. And they did that in our game and they had to do it. It was close. Um, But I think with this game, now's their opportunity to give all of those less experienced players a chance to learn, to make mistakes, to watch that film and go, ah, okay, so this is what I actually need to do. They don't, the score doesn't need to be a blowout, doesn't need to blow, be a blowout to get that win. You just need to get the win. So I think what I would like to see from the Broncos is for them to actually play those other players. Um, and I think they will, but their, their trenches, like they are hard. I like I got smashed my line. There was one play, I think, where all three of my linemen were actually on the floor um, with it. Like they are hard hitting girls. Um, They were phenomenal. The trenches for the Broncos were out of this world and it will actually give Vipers, I think, a run for their money. Um, But I'm not sure the Valkyries will be able to handle that very well. Um, So I think they need to be able to, I guess, sustain um, just a little bit in there um, for the Valkyries to try and get that pass off um, or they're going to have to get that hand off quick because even I was struggling to get my handoffs off um, with Jilly or with the end screaming down as well. Um, so if they can get past that first line, um, they might get a couple of yards. But I think, um, yeah, Broncos will probably um, do it pretty easy. But I would like to see their new players um, get a bit more of a run. And I think that, that's something, you know, that Christy brought up last week and every time we've spoken about the Broncos is we are continually seeing these players playing both sides of the ball when there is depth. So, you know, we love development in the league. And like you said, this should be one of the perfect games to to get those rookies out there and get some, some game experience because nothing teaches you football than playing football. So let's hope that that happens. Marie, what's your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I really appreciate what Lou said and agree completely. Um, Speaking of new things from the Broncos, Emily Weldon, number 66, who typically has played on the line for two years, has actually been given the fantastic opportunity to play tight end and actually received a pass for yards. And was so it was so thrilling for me, a lineman that has aspirations to do other things, to see that happen on the Broncos. And yeah, I think I agree with Lou that if they if they look at this, I mean, 
let's be honest, it's probably more like a training run than anything else and a learning opportunity, especially if, you know, there's new players trying to gel with the existing Valkyries. Um, there's no doubt that there's good plays and there's good um, coaching and there's good players on that team just need to all click into gear and get some positive things happening for the Valkyries. And I think that that can happen. It'll be exciting to hear from Caitlin after the game next week, how she thought it went. And I think that that's, I think given the fact that you guys are still so early on in your season is probably the best time for the, for the jets to have folded in, in order to create that social cohesion but also team cohesion and chemistry that will continue you guys because you guys have that break over in January um come back next 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 year for you, the rest of your season and really give it a red hot crack but uh yeah stay tuned for that one we will have Caitlin from the Valkyries on next week uh so everyone in GW head on over and uh we'll we'll, we'll catch up with everybody after that game but let's get a score prediction real quick Lou score prediction uh <laughs> Hopefully they play all their fresh young blood. Uh, so I'm going to go with 28 mil. Oh, nice and conservative. I like it. Marie? Um, I'm going to go 22, 8. Ooh. I think we're, we're going to get a touchdown and a conversion at the very least. Ooh, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to go 32. 32-12, Yeah, I'm giving you an extra just because I like you. I like it. <laughs> All right, guys, Lou, if you have to jump off, go back to your mama duties. You are more than welcome because we are going to jump straight into GNSW. Baby's on a walk. I'm good. Oh, excellent. Well, welcome to the Gridown New South Wales chat, everybody. Um, yeah, Danny, welcome because we didn't say hello to you earlier. How are you? Too bad. Not too bad, I guess. Could be a little bit better, but but not too bad. Your game on the weekend versus the Rebels was a cracker, an absolute cracker. I had Barker on uh, giving me play-by-plays because uh, I was sick all week and I was sitting waiting for my phone to vibrate just so I could find out how this one went. Danny, how did you, how do you feel? I mean, I, I said, I said this last week, I said that I hoped that you would be the team that would put some points on against this Rebels defense who haven't let a touchdown in all season. Um, and you did, and you did it more than once. How did that feel? Uh, it felt absolutely amazing. Um, we went in there with the aim of putting points on the board. That was kind of our number one goal, just wanting to go out there, put some points on the board, because obviously no one has this season. We all, we all know that. Um, and we didn't want to have them run away with a, another big zero, um, you know, with the team next to, next to their name, next to the other team's name. Um, so, yeah, I'm super stoked that we did that. Um, and, yeah, and I kind of got a little bit of amnesia in a way from the game, honestly, like I, I honestly can't remember half of it because I had a little bit of an in- incident on the field. And then I think my adrenaline from that just kind of got everything mixed. And I honestly can't remember half the game. So Alex is probably going to have a bit of a better recollection than me at the moment. I remember bits and pieces, um, but yeah, it was, it was a big battle. It was a big battle. And it was, I'm so proud of our team um, putting points on the board and having the game be that close um absolutely stoked Alex I asked you during the game what do you think was happening from the from a Rebels team that hadn't let in points all season and then 
looking at half time score, it was six all. Yeah, what, what did you notice out there? Um, I think for the Rebels, they just gave up a lot of yards on penalties. So the Stars were able to kind of like walk mostly down the field within the first five minutes, which I think kind of caught the Rebels a little bit by surprise that they gave away that much yardage. Because I think they gave away two 15-yard penalties, which is a large chunk of, you know, you guys started in a good position as well. You went 30 yards down the field, and then you just kind of kept battling and battling and battling. And I don't know whether they just look like they got caught on their heels because I don't think they expected you guys to capitalize on it. And we talk about it on the NFL podcast where if someone's giving you free yards, you've got to take advantage of it. And the stars did just that. I mean, you guys sat on the goal line and it took you three goes to get in for the first touchdown, but you were able to get, I mean, Danny, I was waiting for you to like Superman fly over, you know, like Lamar does. <laughs> I, was, was I, was, I was waiting for that. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, drive, and there was one point where I was thinking to myself, maybe I'm just going to do it, especially when we're at the one yard line. It was close yeah. to the one yard. It was like half a yard. And I was yeah. like, I turned around to coach and I was like, kind of giving the under center signal to him. And I was like, no, what do you want about? And I was like, oh, come on. And I was, I was very tempted, but you know. Lou would have done it. Got- Wouldn't you, Lou? Yeah. You would have gone, you would have gone in at the one, gone under center and borrowed your way in there. Anything to hit someone. Oh, guys. I mean, Danny, like I said, uh, the game, were, I, I, was, I, was, I was telling everyone that I knew, and I'm like, guys, has anyone not seen this scoreline? Let's talk about it. So I was chatting to KG. I was chatting to Christy. I was chatting to a whole heap of people during the game, um, and I'm really excited to watch the film. I'm upset that it hasn't come out yet, but uh, really excited to watch that film. We have, we have to break down both games this coming weekend in Gridiron New South Wales because they are really important as to how the pointy end of this season looks to turn out. So let's start off with the very, very long-awaited Raiders v. Rebels game. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um, and they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alia, uh, the quarterback for the Rebels, uh, she actually sent me some some notes. And to be fair, I asked both teams for notes. Um, so, uh, I, And I do have both. Um, but she sent me this. She says uh, she's looking to build on their game from last week as they faced a much more experienced team with the Stars compared to their first matchup. They're expecting the Raiders to come out with a well-tuned offense as they've shown in the past few seasons and know how to keep defenses honest with their backfield misdirection. The Raiders defense will have outback players that will have to be ready for in terms of veteran experience and potentially some linebacker blitzes, both out of the which both the Lions and the Stars brought out in the last two games. They say, uh, she said that they have a lot of experience on both sides of the ball and the rookies have shown they all have athleticism and lots to learn and respond to the level of play. On offense, they're looking to boost their strong O-line, uh, their strong run game with their veteran O-line players in Chrissy and with Kiara in the backfield. Wide receivers Michelle, Jen and Mackenzie have all made big plays in the last uh, couple of games uh, from a passing perspective. So they're looking to exploit the Raiders secondary. And then they also have Casey Kubis in the mix, rotating in with quarterback, um, offering a different look in the backfield, different strengths that will hopefully kept the defense guessing. Danny, 
what's the feel here from a de- from a defensive perspective the rebels offense has an answer for pretty much everything i mean i noticed that when we studied for a specific play or a look when we played them we we did our assignment and once we did we noticed that they pivoted to something else and and it's nothing huge like i'm talking like blocking assignments on the o line you know you you master you 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 see the read from a defensive perspective and go okay yep that's the play that they're going to run and then you act on that play and then they change the blocking assignment and it's a completely different play so it's not uh i mean it's not a huge change on an offense but small things like that can really mess up a defense um how do you think that the raiders are going to be able to adapt to this having not played in weeks like weeks and weeks and having the least amount of game experience so far of all the teams because they've only played three games. Yeah, look, I think those small changes can, you know, make, be big, like, but, but in saying that realistically, I don't, this is probably going to sound bad, but I don't think the Rebels have much in their bag to wear what, what we haven't seen already. And I think teams are starting to catch on and, with a coach like Dane, I think he's going to quite quickly start shutting down um, kind of each each way they're going to be going. And I think the Rebels are going to just try, continually trying to be, um, you know, doing one thing to another, to another thing, to another. And I think Dane's just going to be quite on top of it. And they're going to find it, re- I think Rebels are going to find it really, really hard going downfield. And just like our game last week, like we did do some, we did do some good things on defense. And I thought, you know, we did do a lot better than other weeks, but Raiders have a lot more solid defense than we do. And I think our, our corners are, are a bit weaker. Their, Raiders corners aren't, aren't as weak as ours. They're, they're quite switched on. And I think that's going to be a very big difference around the outside for the outside runs also. So I actually have a lot of confidence in the Raiders going into this game because I just don't think that the slight changes that the Rebels are going to be making um, to adjust their plays are going to be as effective as they're going to going to think it's going to be. That's just how I'm I'm thinking just from what I've seen previously and no, you know, I, I, mean, I, I, I completely agree with that, Alex. And I think that you'd probably agree. The last two times that we've played the Rebels, we have managed to shut down a majority of their playbook in both games, whether that's, uh, you know, we stopped the speed option. So they didn't run that against us the second time. They were running a lot of zone read instead. So it seemed like, I feel like everything that they have uh, on a surface level from an offensive playbook perspective, they have a couple of layers underneath that. But eventually all of that's going to come out. So I guess, how, how do you think that's going to play out? How many layers of the playbook are they going to need to get to in order to get the edge over the Raiders? Um, I think they're going to have to utilize probably their air game a little bit more. I think when you look at both sides, like I was at the second half of the Stars Raiders game and Danny, you were able to get some yardage on them and move the ball at the field. So they... I think they overcompensate for the outside and let that middle go sometimes on the run. And I think both the Raiders and the Rebels have very good run games. So I think it's going to come down to who can stop the run game first. And I think the Rebels, just because they've done better as far as like personnel and getting, you know, having a few more players on the bench, I just think they might have a few more legs that they can utilize over the Raiders from a, from a passing perspective, from a wide receiver perspective. Um, but I do think it's going to come down to who can shut that run, run down first. And it's going to be interesting to see, because I, I'm not going to sit here and say that one can do the other because they both have very good run games. It's just going to come down to who can shut it down 
first and make them go like three or four and out. And I think whoever can do that first is going to get on the front foot and have a little more gas behind them. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, and when it coming when it's coming down to passing game, and, and I guess this is something that's interesting too, because both teams have a, a fly in fly out quarterback. You know, the Raiders have Amanda Housen, and the Raid uh, the Rebels obviously have Casey Cubas coming in and and coming over. There's obviously that chemistry that you just you don't get unless you're training with your wide receivers. Lou, you'd probably have a bit of an insight into this. Like, what what would be your opinion if you were coming in from uh from interstate and and jumping in and playing quarterback for a team that you haven't really trained with how is that likely to affect the game and your game personally uh i think you probably need to find those couple that you can connect with and that you actually gel with and get a couple to them and as soon as you get a couple to them then start looking out and expanding and going okay right so we've got this I know I can get them let's go let's go next level let's go someone else let's see how that's going to work um because then it's going to throw that defense off as well like you connect with one then that defense all of a sudden goes well hang on this is going to be their favorite player okay so let's actually switch it um and that's when that's when people need to step up too especially if they don't know how exactly you work you need to go well I need if this ball's coming to me then I need to prove I need to prove that I can be on the field I should be there um I want that touchdown just as much as that other player so if it comes to me then I'm going to catch it so it's about wanting it's about really wanting it as well um I thought there was a cat behind me. It's been terrifying me. It's making noises. And Lou is frozen. Lou is frozen on me again. Oh, did oh. you have the have the rebels have the rebels had anyone score against them beside you besides you guys, Danny? So no. it's a it's a whole new ballpark for the rebels. So in this game, if um if they don't score first or they're on the back foot, you don't know how they're going to react either. You don't know, are the Rebels going to implode? Um, are they are they going to turn on each other or not turn on each other, but they haven't been put in that situation before. So all they need is either a team to score first or for a team to be close but stay close with them as well and get the edge over them. And we don't know how they're going to react because it's it hasn't, and they probably don't either because they haven't had anything against them. That's true. We always we always talk about complacency, and and not that I think that the rebels are complacent, but like you said, you know, when you come up against a situation, when you're loose, used to losing, losing is easy, but when you're not used to losing, it's really really hard, really hard. Um, Alex, I wanted to ask your opinion here is. Given that we've said that whoever stops the run game first is going to have the upper hand, and then you've got two quarterbacks that are FIFO, and then you've got two separate looks in the backfield on the offense, how likely would you be that you want to get more passing done early in the game so that all the quarterbacks can get reps in? Like, how would you manage that situation knowing that it's going to be it's going to be a run heavy game? How do you pepper in the passes so that you can get the defense off guard while still trying to create that connection. Like it's a, it's a puzzle. It's a picture. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a puzzle. And I think you saw that 
or at least it, it looked slightly evident in the first half against the Rebels because they did play both their quarterbacks for a half each, which I thought was was an interesting decision. But I guess, you know, you're trying to see who they gel with, who they work. And I think they're trying to figure out what their best personnel is on offense, right? They're trying to figure out who matches well with Alia and who matches well with the other quarterback. So I think it depends who they have in there. Um, if they're trying to go big plays, I think you need, um, is it Cubis? I think you need her in there and I think you need your little, the faster receivers out there. But if you want to go more like strategic and kind of get smaller yards and make it a little bit longer for the Raiders on there, then I think you have to go Alia and maybe like they're slightly more talented wide receivers who probably have better hands and move it, take a little bit longer to get up field. And I think that's how you're going to have to kind of break the Raiders down. It just depends. It depends who you have back there. It's, it's very, both of them were very different and both of them played a very different style of football. Yeah. So it's hard to answer that one. It's, I mean, this is going to be coach V coach and I'm excited for it. I'm excited, excited for it. Renee, uh, Renee Hahn actually sent me uh, a couple of comments as well. She said, this game is long overdue because we got washed out. It'll be good to see where each team actually stands. There's been a lot of high scores to zero from both sides in the season. This will be the biggest test for all their rookies. We've got a big mix of vets and rookies this year, so it will be interesting to see how they go against a more veteran side. Win or lose, I think we're going to learn a lot from this game. And I think uh, Red's exactly right. I mean, like we said, the Raiders have only played three games so far. We know what they're capable of, but whether they get the chance to execute and their rookies get a chance to have that in-game experience is going to be the difference in this game. Guys, I need score predictions for this because, I, I mean, I don't know if I can even give a score prediction because, I mean, I could, I could give one. I don't know how accurate it'd be, but Danny, score prediction. What do you think? Look, I think we haven't seen all, all of what the Raiders can actually do, um, you know, especially with Amanda. We haven't seen her to a full extent yet. Um, I don't think we've seen the whole offensive package, you know, as they can be yet. Um, Rebels, I think we've kind of seen everything that they've got. It's just a matter of how they're going to scheme and come up against um, the Raiders' kind of defence. And I am going to go that the Raiders are going to win by six. I don't believe it's going to be a very high-scoring game because of the defensive battle that it's definitely going to be. Um, So I reckon it's going to be around probably not even make it into the 20s. But, yeah. What were you thinking, like? What, like 16, 14? Oh, yeah. yeah, 18, 12. I don't know, just before 20, something. They're going to win. Raiders are going to win by six. That's all I know. That's all right. what I'm going with. All right. Alex, score prediction. I'm going to go close to. I don't know if they'll be able to break the 20, so I'm with you there. But I am going to go 14, 12, and I am going to favor the Rebels just because I think they have a few. I just think when Blake's very good at figuring out when they get tired, and he pulls them off before they get too exhausted and I feel like that's where they might just be able to edge out the Raiders it's it'll come straight down to who can outlast the other in my opinion and I think it might be Rebels just just an opinion they definitely have the depth there so that is a very very big possibility yeah, look, and, and I think there might be, you know, some some surprises still from the Raiders that we probably haven't seen yet. Um, you know, 
Dane's playbook, uh, like I said, it has, uh, has layers as well. And, and like you said, we haven't had a chance to see any of those layers just yet. So I'm excited for what's next in their next, uh, you know, phase of the offensive playbook. Marie, if you had to give a score on this one, given your limited information on this, but you've got two powerhouse teams, one that's you know, only let in 14 points all season, the other one that's played three games, but also hasn't let in a point all season, also can score 50 plus points in a game. Both teams similar, similar. What's the play? Um, who's Cubis playing for? Rebels. Yeah, I'm going to go them because I know I've seen her play for Vipers. And I know that uh, she's a weapon, not just at quarterback, but at, you know, other things if they needed to throw her in at that. So I'm going to agree with what sounds like is happening. It's going to be close. Let's go Rebels 2018. Ooh, 2018. Okay. Okay. You heard it here. All right. All right. You should start putting some money down. I like it. Lou. Score prediction for Raiders Rebels. What do you think? I'm going to go the Raiders and I'm going to go with 22. This is the suspense is killing me here, Lou. You're freezing. Twenty, two, ten, thirteen. You and me. Just say it. Just say it. I'm not good at counting. Twenty to eighteen. Twenty to eighteen. All right. Oh man, this is rough. Okay, so we've got we've got Marie and Alex on the Rebels. We've got Danny and Lou on the Raiders. Oh no, we're a panel of five. I have to be the deciding vote. This is rough. Um, pick wisely. Pick wisely, Stace. Pick wisely. Oh, <laughs> true words have not been spoken, my friend. Uh, all right. Okay. 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 I'm going to go. Don't oh. be Switzerland. I can't. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders, but by two, I'm going to go Raiders by two. Um, and I think it might be a little bit more of a high scorer than you guys think. So I'm going to go with 28 to 30. Wait, can that even happen? Is that a is that a score that can happen? Is that a score that can happen? Someone do the maths. Yes. Yes. Yes, it can. Okay. All right. I'm going with that. 28 to 30, Raiders way. Guaranteed, anybody that is going to be at uh, the field next week needs to come and check out this game because we've seen these teams go into double overtimes in Opal Bowls before. Uh, so it's going to be a good one. But I digress. There is also another game on the cards this weekend um, that's probably a, a pretty big one as well. And last game up is Lions v. Stars. Finally, Danny, I feel like we have waited forever to play against each other again. And like I said, I have to say your performance on the weekend surprised me in a really pleasant way. Not that I thought that um, any game against you would be an easy game by any means, but your defense brought it really, really hard. Alex, are you a bit more wary of the Stars after their performance against the Rebels? Nah. 
Um, no, <laughs> um, no, it was good to see them like have that experience and gel and their defense has definitely stepped up and made plays. It was great seeing Danny literally walk <laughs> in for a conversion <laughs> last week. Like she just literally just like tiptoed in there. There was, there was no one was coming for her. Um, so that, that was good. So it might be a battle of, uh, which quarterback can get a touchdown first. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting game. I think it's going to be very evenly matched. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a little bit of a, a grudge match. I think there's a lot of respect between the two sides as far as like our offense and our defense. So I'm, I've been looking forward to this game for a while. So have I, so have I, Danny, what's your thoughts here? Look, I'm so super looking forward to this game too. Um, I think pretty much all season I've been looking forward to it probably the most, just because I know that our teams are quite evenly matched. Um, and obviously, you know, got some mates on the team too. So it's nice to always play against some good mates. So I've really been looking forward to it. And I just can't wait to see kind of where we're going to land um, kind of on the ladder after this game and kind of see where we're actually actually are all at after a couple of games. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm actually really keen for this one. And I think that, you know, the addition of, uh, you know, Alex and Marissa to your side, Danny, I think just brings so much more experience because I think, uh, you know, obviously we had Cody and Christy and, you know, they'll be back down again, but just adding those veteran players seems to be able to kind of inspire and, and bring together a whole bunch of rookies that are trying to find their purpose, you know? So when you bring in veterans that have experience and, and you know, aren't shy about going about things the way that they do it the best. Um, it really gives the rookies a sense of something that they can hold on to and go, look, I can look to these guys for experience. I can look to them for mentoring. Um, and this is how I'm supposed to play. So I think that's really, really important. Uh, in terms of uh, what, what are you worried about here, Danny? Tell me what you're worried about. Honestly, I, I haven't been thinking about it overly too much because I've been, you know, we had the Giants game, which we knew they were gonna, they were actually gonna bring it, and was a tough game for us last time, so we had to get through that battle. And then we had Raiders, so Rebels last week. So then I have to rethink about that, and I haven't quite gotten to the stage yet of being like, okay, need to completely focus on Lions. Not that, and that's not me saying that I don't need to be prepared. We definitely need to be be prepared, be prepared because this is going to be a battle and a half. Um, but look for us on offense. I think, you know, from the games that I've been watching you guys play, like you guys do have a good a good blitzing rush, um, which our O-line should be able to hopefully pick up quite well. Um, but last game we did see a little bit of um, kind of dysfunction um, on our O-line, so hopefully we can step that up a little bit there. Um, my focus really is just getting our run game back. Our run game was not um, quite great on the weekend. We really couldn't drive the ball up the field very well through, through our run. Um, so I think main focus um, here for us this weekend is really trying to make sure we can ground and pound, especially going into the next week's game also against Raiders. So obviously we're focusing on beating you guys. Sorry, but we do need to yeah, definitely make sure we move the ball on the ground this weekend. No, that's completely fair. Alex, uh, what, what are our pain points? What are we working on this week? I think just trying to get everything to gel. I think we saw that in the Rebels game. Like we had some dysfunction in our line, so don't worry. You're not the only team that has that. But I think what happens with us sometimes is like some things don't click and then they start to click and then other things fall apart. And then it's kind of like we're constantly trying to like spot fix fires. something. Spot and it's fires like we're trying, everywhere. Out, yes, we're trying to put out spot fires. Exactly. So I think for us, if like the offense needs to be on the same page, defense needs to be on the same page. And I think once if it just if it all clicks and gels, I think it's, it's going to it's going to be a very good game. 
And I think too, we should have a couple back from injury that we haven't had. Uh, we didn't have last week. Obviously we had the buyer this week um, and we didn't sustain too many injuries in that Rebels game either, which was really, really good. Um, obviously having Cody and Christy, uh, they just bring a wealth of knowledge and experience, um, but also too, you know, we're also short on numbers. So I, I feel for us, like our, our, both our teams, Danny, it's just, you know, we do what we got to do because we've got to get it done, you know. So however that plays out is going to be how it plays out, I think. Um, but it's going it's to be a really exciting game. I'm really excited to have to play safety against Jordan, um, fastest woman in the world. Uh, so that's going to be fun for me. I'm really excited for it. Um, let's go score prediction. Uh, Marie. Give us your score prediction. I, I know you have to do this every game. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, okay. Let's say both struggling with numbers, all the defense, O-lines have to suck it up and do it. Let's say it's going to be the Stars. Uh, 12 to 6. Ooh. Oh, I don't know if I like that scoreline. Lou, sorry. Give me some give me some better news. QBs are gonna be on fire. They're gonna be blazing, sending balls down. It's gonna be 20 all. Oh, 20 all. Oh, a tie. Oh, what would that mean for this for, for the ladder? Oh. That would make it super interesting. <laughs> yeah, it would. Gotta yeah, be, it's gotta be then. Yeah, true, true. Alex. What you feel? I mean, Ty is interesting. I'm sorry, but I gotta go Lions by by a touchdown. Lions by a touchdown. I don't know what like what score that's gonna be, but I'm just gonna go Lions by a touchdown. <laughs> I feel like yeah. she has to give a score. Ooh. I feel like she has to give a score too. You can't just 21 14. 20 and the touchdown will come in like the last couple minutes of the game. 21 14. Oh, she has a habit of being right about these things. Uh, just, just an FYI. Um, Danny, we, do we, do you, we haven't done you yet. What's your score? What do you got? No. So obviously I'm going the stars and I am going with Alex also that it's going to be just a touchdown in it, just a touchdown, but I'm going a bit higher than that. I think we're going to, one of us will, well, one of us, as in us, <laughs> will get into the 30s. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get into the 30s and <laughs> the other guys will be sitting in the 20s there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, fair play. Fair yeah. play. All right. All right cool. Yeah. cool, cool, cool. I see what's happening here. I see what's happening here. The way that I see this going is that, uh, yeah, it's going to be very heavy defense. Um, I feel like our all of our receivers are going to get a lot of opportunities to do a lot of things. Um, so that's going to be really good to watch. And I think it actually could be a really just a really good game to watch in terms of watching skill levels and and how everyone plays out against each other. Obviously, knowing that someone has to win, but obviously knowing that if the other one wins, the other one's not going to be mad about it. I kind of like it that way. And that's how we that's how football is the winner of the day. But I'm also going to. Yes, I'm also going to have to go Lions just because I, I don't like to lose, despite me saying that I don't care if I win or not I do not like to lose um so I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we're gonna both get in the 30s and I'm gonna say I stop a two-point conversion and that results in not a tie uh so I'm gonna go 34 32 Lions way but Stacey you saying that you're not gonna stop a convert you're gonna stop a conversion that's not by pick though is it that's just by a run well, look, I have picked you up in almost every game we've played against each other. So the odds, are not, the odds are not good for you. 
I've run back one. Um, and, and I'm not going to lie, that is what my manifesting for this week. So it's okay. Yeah. It's all right. If it happens, you try, I'll try, try to avoid. Yes, exactly. Danny's going to practice her tackling for when um, she maybe does a pick and gets you, Stace. Can't wait to see that footage. Way <laughs> back. Oh, love it. All right. Well, you've gotten faster since the last time I picked you off. So that's fair play. Fair play. And I'm older. Um, but all right, guys, this has been super fun. This has been a super long episode. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening. I don't think when I have nothing for rapid fire, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that out there because it's just been a really long episode. Um, so no rapid fire this week um, because we've just, there's a lot to digest. There's a lot to listen to. Marie, Lou, thanks for sticking around. Lou has a comment. Go for it. Thank you. I just want to give a massive shout out to my defense. They were the real MVPs for our game. I definitely need to mention them because they were amazing. So I just wanted to to say that. Unsolicited shout out. I love it. Love it. Love that. All right, guys. Uh, Marie, Lou, thanks for coming on and sticking around for Gridiron New South Wales. Alex, Danny, uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to see everybody on the weekend. Stoked, stoked, stoked. Let's get to it. Um, Everybody else, have a great weekend and uh, football, play football, play awesome, have fun. We'll see you guys next week. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.